Hello, everybody, and welcome to Joyfully You Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe, and today we have a special interview with Kaya Knight. Kaya is a sports scientist, personal trainer, and group fitness instructor, and the founder of Air Bar Fit. She has a 20-year career in outdoor adventure fitness training people globally. AIR is an acronym for Active Internal Resistance Training, which is the evolution of isolated body part training and integrated body weight training. Airbar Fit is a movement technology combining martial arts, primal dance, and breath work. Kaya lives home free and works as a digital nomad, hosting the Airbar Club online membership and social club for women. Kaya also hosts Shakti Ignite Transformation Adventures on the world's most exotic beaches. Airbar Fit is built around the seven sacred rituals for epic transformation. Those seven are energy work, mindfulness, movement, nourishment, nature, adventure, and music. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. We are going to be diving in to trusting yourself, knowing yourself, and embracing your wild with Kaya Knight. We're going to go on a deep exploration of the elements, your soul purpose, through different stories and teachings with myself and Kaya. I'm so excited to get started. You guys are going to love this episode. All right, let's dive on in. everybody and welcome to Joyfully You podcast. I am so excited today. We have a special guest, Kaya Knight. And oh my gosh, so welcome to Kaya. Welcome to the show. Thank you for being here with me today. Thank you so much for having me. It's a real honor. So I've had the pleasure of meeting Kaya here in Tulum. Um, as a lot of you guys know, I've been living here during this fall time of 2020 and I met Kaya through mutual friends. I got to go to her class, Air Bar Fit. And this class blew my mind because I was like, what is this? I'm breathing, then all of a sudden I'm crying and then there's this beautiful like movement of exercise and like, so that was my first introduction of getting to know you. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Tell us a little about Air Bar Fit because I know that's like a big thing too. Absolutely. So AIR is an acronym and it stands for Active Internal Resistance Training. And I've been a personal trainer and group fitness instructor for nearly 20 years now internationally. And I work primarily with women. And I developed AIR, Bar Fit, and Active Internal Resistance Training as the evolution of isolated body part training or what we know as bodybuilding and then integrated body weight training or these sort of more intense body weight circuits. Mm -hmm. And the reason that I created it was actually by accident. I was teaching Zumba, which is a really popular Latin dance class with a lot of pelvic mobility. And I looked out at my group of women on a beach in Costa Rica and every time I was mobilizing my pelvis, it was like the entire stiff upper body was making a full circle. And because the hips work like the steering wheel of the body, imagine trying to drive your ship through space and time without any steering. And so I was wondering what I could use to help these women activate these deep pelvic muscles. And a bunch of driftwood had washed down onto the beach during the monsoons. And so I had the idea that if we close the kinetic chain, the chain of movement in the upper body, by holding on to the stick, that they would be able to access these deep muscles that were just sort of foreign. And sure enough, it worked. And then the funniest part was that the women on the retreat were asking me, you know, you think that I could check this onto the plane, the sticks? 
And so I thought, okay, this is definitely a thing. Like, we definitely need to make these, manufacture them, get them in people's hands. And while it's a really, really simple tool, it's become one of the most effective pieces of equipment that I've ever used um, for the, its ability to stabilize and mobilize and really improve balance, which is so important as we age uh, for injury prevention. Mm. Um, and then just to be able to access this deep core line of muscles so that our movement comes from the inside out. Mm. So air bar fit is a combination of martial arts, which is power versus force, and the ability to use that ground reaction force through the entire body in order to really rev up the system to activate these fast twitch muscle fibers, which just make us able to react quickly in our highest and best in any situation. And then primal dance, which is the ultimate release. And for me, the formula for solving most of my problems has been hustle plus release equals flow. And so many of our hyper-aggressive Western fitness modalities um, don't take into consideration that we need this release and specifically emotional release because emotions are emotion or energy in motion. So these are just energies that we need to move out of our body and make room for the things that we really want to be feeling, like joy. Like joy. And then the final piece <laughs> is breath work. And I started doing breath work every single day um, two years ago when I was in a really wow. low point in my life. And it was a complete game changer. It dissolves anxiety and depression. It helps you align with your most divine and highest self and your truth. And when people say the word download, like I'm getting a download, for me, I always got those. These ideas would flow through me, this kind of divine inspiration when I was running or when I was doing these really aggressive workout programs, you know, which were very easy and powerful in my 20s and early 30s. And now I'm needing something else that's a little more supportive. So with the breath work, it's just a very rapid cleansing of the energy system, a recalibration of the chakras, the energy centers in our body that are literally spinning light energy, and it revitalizes us. I truly feel that I'm aging in reverse now physically. My, my biological self is now uh, aging in reverse. Mm, I believe that. That's so beautiful. Breathwork has been, I think, one of the most surprising things for me along my, like, I guess what is our ascension journey, our life journey, because of how simple it is in the sense that we have this tool that is within us, that is not outside of us, but I never had had a, a facilitator guide me of how to really access that, so the pranayama, right, the, that air and the breath, and so it's beautiful to hear that you've had a chew your relationship with with breath work and I know breath work too is something that gets all of the chakras the wheels moving and so I want to hear some of your perspective because I know that you have you have your opinions and your views of what you're seeing in the personal development world and what we're being taught about having a positive mindset of having a positive outlook and we were talking quite a bit around some shifts that we could make to be able to see that differently I'd love to hear your point and your take on that yeah, well, most people would probably describe me as pretty woo. I'm definitely woo, but I'm also a scientist. And I've been studying Plot science. twist! Yeah, so I've been really digging into the science for years and years. And I started on that path to become a sports scientist 
and a psychologist because of my family history and I didn't want to face the same challenges that my father and my mother faced. I wanted to have tools so that I could bypass those challenges and, and live more in a positive energy. But what I know as a scientist is that on a molecular level, you know, atoms are made of positive and negative ions, you know, and atoms are the building block of all matter, you know, and mostly space. We are mostly space and that's energy. And it, absolutely takes both positive and negative ions, they come together, they create friction, they collide, and there's a bang. And that's creation. And that's how we create our body, it's how we create our life, it's how we create our career, it's how we create. And oftentimes, um, when we're children, we are traumatized. All of us are traumatized. Being a child is very traumatic. And on a cellular level, these traumas get stored in our body. And each of our seven kind of physical body chakras, there are a lot more than just seven, but these seven that run up the spine, the super highway of energy in our body, they can get blocked with these traumatic energies and they can get stagnant and they become still. They're not moving anymore. So remember, emotion is energy in motion. And they become these traumas that are in our blind spots. We don't even realize that we're operating with a dysfunctional energetic program. And on a cellular level, you know, when we have this trauma as a child, our body is flooded with these neurotransmitters, you know, for these different emotional responses. And our body creates neuroreceptors. And so we become emotionally addicted. The receptors beg for the neurotransmitters for things like abandonment and anger and resentment and fear. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't really matter how positive our mindset you know, which we know because of neuroplasticity is really, we're never going to be setting our mind. Yeah. Everything is changing all the time. And that's why hustle plus release equals flow. I love that so much. Hustle plus release equals flow. Because I think some people are like, anti-hustle, only flow. It's like, wait a minute, but our grit really is supportive. But I like, I love that. Okay, guys, you heard it. This is a very, like, great, like, tweetable moment. I've always wanted to say that. Oprah's always like, tweetable moment. I'm not even on Twitter. But hustle plus release equals flow. Yeah, and when we're operating from a flow state, you know, because energy is electromagnetic, and when the energy is flowing up this super highway, you know, through the chakras, our spine, and it connects with these rivers of energy. They're often depicted symbolically as snakes. They're called nadis. And when the nadis can connect through each of the chakras, and it comes through that seventh chakra, which is just a little bit above the soft spot on the top of the head, mm -hmm. that's when we get these downloads, for lack of a better way to say it. It's, it's a connection to our higher self, you know, divine source intelligence. So when we feel lost, you know, when we feel anxious, when we feel hopeless, this is the key. When we don't know what to do, get down and get breathing. You know, be still, find your breath, get into rhythm, and get the energies moving again. You know, moving through each one of those chakras, just cleansing and clearing out these programmed, you know, stagnant negative energies. So that, yeah. yeah. And it's so interesting because it's now I can notice if, like, ooh, my heart chakra is blocked. But before, I didn't know. I just knew that there was a sense of sadness or grief or, you know, a sense of, like, um, heaviness. 
And so it's been this interesting thing of coming across different people that are doing like this healing work or know how to verbalize and talk about it in a way of this visualization. Because for me, I'm such a, um, the imagery is everything and seeing it just completely, it makes sense. Something clicks. And I've had an experience with someone where they cleared my heart chakra through, you know, Reiki through breath work stuff. And the explosion of energy and love, I think that we forget how much love we have until a new level is reached, that there is an infinite amount of love to be received and to be given, but there is blocks, you know, and so I think it's so important to include in talking about those chakras. And it's so cool to hear about someone who's also in the science world that is also like connected with the spirituality of it and being able to see. And I know that that's how it's going. There's a blend. We can't, we can't compartmentalize ourselves anymore because there's an intuitive feeling that, that, that comes about when we are moving that energy around and moving those emotions around. Yeah. You know, I love that. And it is important to understand and be able to visualize our energy body. It's every bit as important, maybe more than our physical body. And let's just bring it back to the law of attraction. Everyone's talking about the law of attraction and manifestation. What is the mechanism for that? You know, if you want to change your body, you know, I've been a personal trainer, I'm in fitness. So a lot of it is body design, body transformation, you know, rejuvenation of health. You know, how do we make that happen? How do we attract that? So much of the time I work with clients who have just been on a diet wheel. You know, they, they feel motivated and they're going to start and then, you know, they get, a, they get a good start and then something happens and then they get off and then there's this guilt-shame spiral. So what is the law of attraction? And taking it back to the energy, energy is electromagnetic. So as we're working with our energy, preferably first thing in the morning, even three minutes of a breath of fire or a box breathing, you know, whatever technique feels really aligned for you, you're creating a field, you know, as the naughties connect the chakras, all these different themes of energy. And we can go through each one and talk about the themes there that we hold. Mm -hmm. They're coming out that seventh chakra and it comes out through the top of the head. And then it comes back around the body and down through the earth and up through the feet again. And that's called a torus, a torus of energy. And that's our aura. That's our field of energy. So if we're, if we're setting an energetic blueprint first thing in the morning for our highest and best, we're going to literally magnetize to ourselves those same outcomes. That is the law of attraction. So when we're trying to use the law of attraction to manifest, I'm quoting an air, right? This is the dialogue we've been having since mm -hmm. the movie, The Secret, and we don't understand what is the practical technology, what is the mechanism for becoming magnetic to your highest vision for your life, you know, abundance, health, wealth, relationships, career. We can hustle all we want, but if we're not working with the energy, we won't be magnetic to the result. We're always going to be in fear. No matter how hard we work, we're still in fear. We're still in lack. We're still in self-loathing. So this yeah. is a way to just reprogram the system practically, quickly. I love things that are efficient. You know, my clients will speak to this. You know, I have a hack for everything. I want to get in. I want to get out. <laughs> I want to get on my way. I got stuff to do, you know? Yeah. Okay. So can you uh, um, tell us like what would be like the, a box breath or the breath of fire for any, if someone's listening has never heard of that, you know, is it something they could do by themselves at home? 
Absolutely, absolutely. So ever since I was a child, I digress, my nickname was Kaya Fire. My mother gave me this uh, necklace and it had the Japanese kanji for fire, which looks like a K for my name, KK. And so all the kids started calling me that. It stuck through college, it stuck into my adult life, my sort of archetype, you know, in my business as I kind of came out like as an influencer, I guess you would call it, like in 2009, you know, when we were all just sort of discovering Facebook. And, and I used, I even had a clothing company called Kaya Fire, you know? So I really resonate with this breath of fire. And the breath of fire really hits on this power point that is the navel point. It's about two inches below the belly button and two inches back. And what I notice about a lot of the participants in my classes and my clients over the years is we do this sort of shallow breath, you know, in the upper diaphragm. Mm. But we also have this lower diaphragm in the pelvis. So if we can really learn to activate this navel point, also that uh, root lock it's called Mula Banda. It's a contraction of rectum, sex organs, and navel. And you're just pulling that up and holding it. You can really take command of your chakra system and your energy, and it gives you so much confidence and power. So to explain it really briefly, it is an equal inhalation and exhalation through the nose. And you, you'll notice that probably your inhale will be really strong, but maybe the exhale is a little less, mm. you know, or you have one side that breathes really well, right or left, you know? So I encourage people to put a video, you know, recorder in front of yourself, put your iPhone down in front of yourself, do three minutes of breath of fire in front of a camera and watch what's happening with your body. And you can actually see where those imbalances are. And because the breath is actually the number one core need for human survival on planet Earth, it's something we should be practicing every day. So equal inhalation, exhalation through the nose, a gentle pumping of that navel point, two inches below the belly button, two inches back, and you really wanna be doing it with just the navel point. It's the transverse abdominals. So think about like those weight belts that bodybuilders wear to support their spine and their knees. Well, we have a natural weight belt inside of us. But because it's not part of the whole six-pack program, which is the rectus abdominis, which runs vertically down our middle, it's just not often trained, right? Because we can't see it. It's so deep, but it's so vitally important. So as you're doing this rhythmic breath, in and out through the nose, you're pumping the navel point, and then just a gentle pulling of that mula banda, rectum sex organs navel. And it sounds like a lot of moving pieces, but it's like riding a bike. You know, the first few times you're like, wait, what are those muscles? What am I doing? And then it impacts everything. It impacts, you know, you walk into a room when you're working with your energy and because of the magnetism of your electro frequency, you know, in a, in a vibrational field of resonance, people just naturally want to come up to you. They want to know you. Who is that? It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what your weight is. It doesn't matter what your clothes are. You are just magnetic. You know, and that's the power of it. I mean, especially for, you know, entrepreneurs, so many people moving into the entrepreneurial field now with COVID and having to really pivot all of our life plans. You know, this is the secret. This is the key, is working with our energy and direct connection to the energy happens through the breath. And there are so many practical tools. I got to give a shout out to Rama TV and Guru Jagat because I started practicing with her on Gaia TV um, in Mexico two years ago because I was in a really low place and now I moved to Rama TV her platform and she is a wizard 
you know, level four, five, 13 wizard when it comes to energy work <laughs> and understanding how it affects the physiology and, and the field. Wow, that's incredible. And, I've, and you have a lot of different changes that have happened over the past two years. Would you say like, I would want to hear a little bit about your journey because I know that you have you've traveled a lot. You've had a lot of successes. You've had a lot of things that you've built and then you've torn them down or it's been torn down or things like that. And I'm sure breath work has probably been like one of the core things that has helped stabilize that. Can you tell us a little bit about those experiences? I'd love to. I'll, I'll summarize, you know, I know that everybody has gone through trauma and again, you know, on a polarity planet where we live, according to the laws of physics, we can't have positive without negative. Good vibes only is a lie. It doesn't exist. So and that kind of messes with us because if you're every time there's shirts, good vibes only, good vibes only, it's this invitation to spiritually bypass the actual anger or things going on. Because I think for a long time, I felt like, um, I think I remember hearing it in high school that like angry is ugly. Wow. And I think that it's all about, you know, an air bar, we use a four foot wooden stick. It comes apart in the middle, you know, and that is the air bar, the active internal resistance bar. And when you grab onto it, you're activating all of these deep muscles in your body. And we do a lot of vocalization. You know, we have one chant we do and it's whoo, really low in the pelvic diaphragm and ha. And these sharp, fast vocalizations, who am I becoming? Ha, I freaking knew it. You know, oh, I love that yeah. so much. And, and that's where we release the anger, the rage. You know, frustration over time becomes anger. And anger over time becomes rage. And rage is a pressurized situation. And the nature of reality is our human nature. So if we look at nature, we know that things under pressure over time have a tendency to explode. So when we get to the point where we're having that nervous breakdown, it's too late we have been so pressurized for so long because we've been trying to hold a good vibe only that our world falls apart, you know? And so that's really what happened to me, being a personal trainer, being in the spotlight. I worked really, really hard, uh, started my own company, eight years in that company, um, made some naive business uh, decisions and partnership and had that company taken away from me. And I went through a divorce and then, strangely enough, tying it back to Kaya Fire and the Breath of Fire, my home in Malibu, my dream home in Latigo Canyon, went up in a fire, a natural wildfire, Woolsey Fire, um, end of 2018. So November 2018, coming up on the anniversary, two years. And at the time, it just felt devastating. I, would, I had less than zero. Um, I remember going down to Skid Row and I sat next to this homeless man and he had a cup of change. It was one of those supersized, you know, McDonald's cups. And he asked me for money and I looked at him and I said, do you understand that you have more money than me right now? Because I was so in the hole um, from just this natural disaster and being really extended and, and hustling. I was hustling, I was investing, I was investing money I didn't have, I was using credit cards. I was doing whatever it took to make my business go because I believed in myself. I believe in myself. There was never a moment in my career where I had one doubt that I was on the right path. I've been on a single focused trajectory for nearly 20 years, you know, and negative and positive, you know, the minute we decide to become an entrepreneur, we have to face every single one of our shadows. 
every single one. So it's a very spiritual journey. <laughs> if you're going to become an entrepreneur, get ready for massive transformation. Seriously. Because yeah. it's once we've admitted to ourselves like what we actually want and what our, we, we are... Because I feel like for the solopreneur, I've heard this term and I love it so much, solopreneur, is turning that pain into purpose, right? Love and it. so that's just a, a clear example of, of the pain that you've experienced has become your purpose now of teaching other women and especially especially women because I think women are still um as women the messages that we receive is not to express to go with the flow to be a little bit like more like um subdued and we need that release there needs to be a release in order to be able to come back into that flow in order to feel like um we aren't stuffing because when you were talking about that that like we know within nature that there's an explosion if there's too much pressure over time I just instantly thought of a volcano you know like that's what comes to mind is this volcano building 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 Kali fire yeah it's fire energy I mean we are elemental beings earth air fire water you know that's Mm, what it is and you know I heard this a lot you know your mess is your message and I kept repeating that to myself when you're in a situation of utter destruction, when your life has fallen apart, when the tower has, has fell, you know, when the house is literally burnt down, when the house is down, you've lost every material thing, you know, that you owned, that you worked hard for, you know, um, my relationship was gone. I felt like I had failed at everything and all that confidence that I felt, it, you know, as a young entrepreneur, I was just so sure that I could handle it. I was doubting myself. I didn't trust myself anymore. And that is a really dark place to be. And I remember calling my mom and saying, I just want to unzip my skin suit and return to the mothership. You know, I mean, and if you've, we've all been in these just really dark and low places. We don't live in a society that celebrates being in that place. So we usually hole up and hide. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to hide. I didn't want to hide anymore. And I really had like a spiritual awakening during the fire, right after the fire, where I started saying no. I had been such a yes woman. And I just started saying no, 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 no. And it was a process of integration. I had extreme anxiety. I called it the dark hours of the morning, you know, um, from about 3 a.m. to like a get out for a beach run at seven. And then depression all day where I could hardly move, you know, so you're up all night, you know, just feeling panic. You know, your solar plexus is going to explode and then you can barely move during the day. And it's just, it's just debilitating in every way. And as a sports scientist and a trainer and, you know, I had always been a leader and people looked up to me. And so I just thought, who am I if I'm not Kaya Fire? Who am I? I don't know. I don't know who I am. And that ended up being, I can say two years later, that was the mess that turned into the message. We are so much more than our name, our family, our lineage, our, the number in our bank account, you know, the food we ate yesterday, you know, we are so much more. And when I started practicing the breath work, you know, to digress a few years, I would always cue breath work. I mean, I always knew breathing was important because on a cellular level in the mitochondria where energy is produced, you need oxygen present in order to use fat for fuel. So it was all about burning fat, burning fat, burning fat, right? Like we need to burn fat and build muscle so that we can have these, you know, perfect bodies so we feel worthy, so people look up to us and respect us. No, I mean, it was right there in front of me. You know, the breath work is to work directly with the energy. 
You know, we are enough already in whatever state we're in. All we need to do is to be able to clear away all the energetic BS and clutter and trauma so that we can get activated as our higher selves. You know, and I will tell you, I was sitting in meditation this year and my celestial team, for lack of a better way to describe it, said to me, I heard, you're no longer a personal trainer. And I was like, really? I'm like, well, what am I? And I heard very clearly you're an activator, you know, and specifically an activator of heart energy because the heart is 500 times more electromagnetically powerful than the brain. We know this. This is science. And yet 80, 90% of all business books, diet books, you know, sports science manuals, athletic training manuals are written on mindset. You know, so I feel that we're in this moment in time where we've gone really as far as we can with the brain itself. You know, the brain is the processor, you know, and the heart is the receiver, you know, and we need new ways. We need to be able to pivot. We have to be agile. We need to be creative. And all of that is energy. So it's time to drop into our hearts for real. And It's you, time. Yes. And the brain is backup. It is a beautiful backup. It's not to say don't use your brain. Yes. Logic, always be logical. And, you know, that third eye that we have, the pineal gland in the brain, we call it the third eye. In Egypt, you know, if you cut the brain in half, it looks just like the eye of Horus, you know? We have an eye in our heart, you know? And we know this, the Mary Magdalene um, scriptures, you know, her, her prophecy, you know, her books that she wrote, you know, during her time with Jesus, um, they were buried, you know, and they're surfacing again. And this is what she's teaching, is that we have an eye in our heart that can see. And this is our intuition. You know, it's the seed of our intuition. You ever have a gut feeling about something and you didn't follow through? Oh, yeah. And it, it, it's like that, it perpetuates like a little shame cycle. And, it, and I think that can, can touch on that, that dark place of like not trusting yourself, you know? And so I think it's, it's, um, it's beautiful to hear that backstory around it not even the backstory to hear that new perspective coming in of the importance of it because I think it's something we all feel but we need to hear it we need to hear that like that you know there's permission there and I think that as women that is this community gathering we aren't built to be individuals we're built for tribes you know but through the process of our evolution we've we're at a point that we have so many of our needs met that we have the luxury of in doing this evolution but we still have this beautiful opportunity to give each other that permission, you know, giving each other permission by doing what it is that we truly love, by actually following through with what it is that is our quote unquote calling and accepting that it's going to change all the time because we're evolving and changing. Like, was it hard at first to get that info of like, oh, I'm not a personal trainer anymore, like that reclaiming that identity? Like, what's that journey been like over these past two years of now kind of changing everything and everything burning down and literally rebuilding it it's such a brilliant question right because I think the thing that I ran into and in younger on in my career is that there were all of these like problem solution problem solution well what the f is the formula you know how do I get from a to b I know you did it you know I was here now I'm here I was here now I'm here which is just really a foul right like there's no end point like this is earth school you know <laughs> and like everything moves in cycles mm -hmm. so right when you think like I've got this you're gonna get to learn it all over again you know on a higher level but you said a word that is so key so key and it's trust 
how do we trust ourselves? How do we learn to trust ourselves? You know, and I truly believe that if you know yourself, here's another formula, know myself equals trust myself, you know, and I ask the clients, you know, what comes first? I know myself or I trust myself. It's I know myself. And how do you get to know yourself? Did you know that adventure, having an unexpected experience where there's maybe like a little bit of danger, right, um, causes the same exact biochemical feedback loop as falling in love? So when you have an adventure, it is absolutely the best way to find that self-love. And self-love is self-trust. Because when you have an adventure, when you get out of your comfort zone, when you try something new, you know, when you break out of the mold, you, you understand, you prove to yourself what you're made of. And that is trust. Now I know myself. I know myself because I pulled myself out of $80,000 worth of debt in two years. I sat on a carpet and did breath work for five months in LA and nothing else and just moved my business online and just every day did one little thing that helped me get to know myself. I had always hired videographers and photographers. I spent thousands upon thousands of dollars in 10 years on video production. And after the fire, I went and bought a GoPro and I just started doing it myself. I learned to edit, you know, I learned to do the music. I, I did everything. I became a one woman show and I felt so fully self-sufficient and it gave me so much confidence that it has absolutely shifted my life. You know, I was always like, fake it till you make it. I was really good at faking it. Like I'm a really excellent actress when I want to be, you know, from years <laughs> of group fitness. I'm just right? picturing the fire, you know, cause the fire like transforms, transforms, transforms. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the whole irony of it, you know, my nickname's Kaya Fire, this clothing company called Kaya Fire, you know, everything gone in a fire, the moment of just complete and utter destruction. Now you're less than zero. Show me what you got, kid. You know what I mean? Looking back, I felt like that's what it was. And one thing I remember that I'll just add, I mean, this is just so eerie in terms of how you start to understand that there's so much more going on than just this physical 3D reality that we've been trained to see with our five senses, you know? And what do they say? Like 80% of your DNA is like junk DNA, I'm quoting again. I don't think so. I think we're in a moment where this vibrational frequency is changing. Planet Earth is in a different space in the solar system. You know, we have these light codes coming in and we have a chance to activate this dormant DNA, you know, and a lot of us have these like extra sensory, you know, these supernatural experiences happening to us, very mystical experiences. And when you start to open yourself up in this, in this quantum field of resonance and you start to see so many more possibilities that then become probabilities and then become reality, you start to see how everything fit together. And for me, when I put that together, fire, 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 right? I'm like, this is not a mistake. This is not an accident, you know? And if you have faith, like if you can trust that you have a soul contract, you know, that you are on a mission, that this is not an accident, that you are who you are in the body you're in, the way you are for a very specific reason. It makes it much, much easier to trust yourself, to know yourself, and then to take the appropriate steps moving forward from not just a logical place, 
you know, I have this mentor, they told me to do this, it worked for them, great. And everything is different now. We all have to use our intuition. We all need to really cultivate creative energy, which I don't know if everybody on the podcast knows this, but actually creative energy is the same as sexual energy. And it's not the sex that we have with another person. That's when we share our sexual energy. But this Shakti, this divine feminine, and whether you're a man or a woman, we all have the Shiva and the Shakti. You know, that's from the you know, Indian culture and this like kind of yogic lineage. But growing up in this, you know, Piscean age, male-dominated patriarchy, we've all been really programmed to be hyper-logical and very masculine in our approach. Hustle, hustle, hustle. Focused awareness above mm. all else. And now with the Shakti, the ignition of this Shakti energy, this erotic, tantric, creative force inside of us, men and women, you know, which is coming online hugely right now, you know, we are the creators of our own reality. We can use that energy to create new formulas for solutions to problems. Mm, wow. I love that so much. Knowing thyself is trusting thyself. And how cool that that's what... I, I'm still thinking about how you're talking about with the adventures of going and doing different things and having to decide what we want. I remember the first time I... Um, traveled by myself, I was so frustrated because I didn't, I couldn't choose what restaurant to eat at <laughs> because I was so used to being the oldest child, the friends with my friend group being like, what does everyone else want? Because I'm good with anything, but that doesn't fly when you're by yourself because then I'm like, just fucking choose. And it was a moment I'll never forget because it made me realize like, wow, this is what it's about. This is about what do you actually want? Because I was so ingrained to people please around me that, and, and that was a trust moment. It was a turning point of me having trust in myself. And, and I like that you were saying too, of, of trusting that we have a soul contract. There is a journey and it's going to look different for each person. Cause I think that's a big thing is people hear, Oh, uh, Am I supposed to be an entrepreneur in order to fulfill my soul contract? And it's like, no, but you, you do get to do what you love, right? And so how has that been going of like kind of changing the identity around entrepreneur and really going into the breath work, going into more of the metaphysical side of it, going into your spiritual connection? Um, yeah, I guess I don't know. I what, love it. Yeah. Right, that's such a great question, you know? And man, you know... So I, I've really realized in the last two years that I'm very clear audience. I always have been, you know, and so my whole life I've been saying like, I heard, I heard, you know, and I've just started listening much closer, you know, cause I would hear a message, but then I would do the logical thing according to, you know, the male patriarchy and, you know, American business and money being sort of the, um, you know, point of success. You know, you're successful if you have this much money and, and you're popular and it's popularity and this money thing, you know, which we come back to all, all the time again and again. And I just really feel like the very first moment I became an entrepreneur, I was in New York City, I was just out of college, and I'd always been an outdoor adventure fitness trainer. So I was in the city and I was kind of going door to door, 
and um, personal training, and I just had to get out of the city. I was just craving nature. I'm from a little island in Alaska. I have a very deep-rooted connection with my Pachamama, and and also, you know, the earth gives off its own electromagnetic frequency, so it actually does contribute to our health and vitality. And so I rented this five-story mansion in the jungle in Costa Rica. I'd never seen it before, and I started doing these adventures you know it's a transformation adventure and I just knew you know going to the gym every single day you're in the same place with the same people doing the same thing over and over and over and over and it's this routine and a lot of times with the goal of like I need to look a certain way I need to be a certain size you know and and that's what's going to contribute to my happiness Mm -hmm. you know which is I'll be happy when yes I'll love myself when yeah we have this weight goal we have the size goal you know and we're just missing the mark a little bit all of those things are positive things you know you want to feel sexy you want to feel great in your clothes you know you you want to be excited about your body you want it to be a sustainable ship flying you through space and time for the whole of the journey you know and you know when I got to Costa Rica I was just working so hard you know it was just two of us in the business I'd never worked so hard in my whole life and I just kept hearing collaboration will be more powerful than competition And we have just been taught in business. You know, you look at marketing, it's like, I'm the leading expert in this. I have the best-selling book. You know, it's this dialogue that's just designed to make people feel like crap. What if you write an incredibly powerful book and it touches five people and it changes their life? That's a success, you know? And so often what we're not taking into consideration is that the best-selling author and the leading expert, I mean, they have millions of dollars in very manipulative advertising behind them you know this is a psychology we know exactly what to say to hit on people's insecurities you know to craft the illusion of who you are in the world you know and it's been very disappointing from time to time to you know I've paid thousands I've paid five thousand dollars one time to do um uh you know, a mentorship with one of these leading experts and the entire mentorship was built on manipulation and, and basically lying, you know, and not really having, you know, learning plus experience equals knowledge. And we're coming into this time where we're not valuing the learning portion of it. You know, we all just think, well, I have these experiences, so now I'm the expert, you know, and we don't take into consideration that there's this humility, there's this grace you know, there's this, in it, one of the laws of nature is the law of conception. You know, like a, when a woman is pregnant, you know, it takes nine months to grow that life. And an entrepreneur starting out is going to need time. There's a reason they say it takes 10 years to be an overnight success, you know. And that whole parable about, you know, before my ascension, I was sweeping the floor. You know, after my ascension, I was sweeping the floor, you know. It's not going to change. You're going to change. Your perspective is going to change. You are going to have such a more multi-dimensional perspective on reality and who you are. Again, going back to the quantum field, this is quantum physics just like very simplified, you know, but quantum field of resonation, right? What resonates with us electromagnetically? And then within that field, we have a number of possibilities based on our age, our looks, our weight, our family situation, the amount of money we have in the bank, you know? And this is just not true. I'm living proof. 
I had less than nothing many times in my life. And I started traveling at 20 years old. And I've lived all over the world in some of the nicest hotels. You know, I told my mom one time, I said, I, I'm going to go travel. And she was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll get you a backpack. You know, you're going to stay in some hostels? And I was like, no, no. I mean, I come from, like, poor hippie parents, you know. And she's like, well, how are you going to do it? I'm going to collaborate. I'm going to come up with a skill set that is so bomb.com that these luxury hotels and traveling fitness spas and boot camps, you know, on these exotic beaches are going to need me because I'm going to be the one who understands how to train folks outside of a gym, you know, and a lot of times you show up at these hotels, I'm talking to any trainer out there that wants to go and do this, hit me up, I'll tell you how, you know, but a lot of times these trainers come in and the only thing they know how to do are use weights, you know, and machines and equipment you know, in a very structurized situation. And it takes a tremendous amount of creativity and ingenuity and, and thinking on the spot, you know. I would go out, I mean, this is why the air bar, right? It's a, it's a natural element, it's a piece of wood, you know, which has a vibration in and of itself, you know. I mean, there's a reason that wizards have staffs, you know. It's what we use to direct energy. Yeah, we can go into that. But it's this collaboration. You know, and, and right now, I'll tell you, I mean, I'm living in Tulum. I've just gotten myself, you know, out of a pile of debt. I'm still paying off personal debts, angel investors. And a lot of folks would look at me, and here I am on this exotic beach, and I'm hanging out with these amazing people and very successful entrepreneurs, and as if I'm just right up there with them, you know. And if you were to look at maybe my bottom line, I probably wouldn't be at the same level financially or you know in my business with my number of followers and fans and things like that and because of my ability to use my creative energy you know and my charisma and to collaborate with these companies I can get into these situations and that's what boosts you up get your foot in the door collaborate and the, the amount of acceleration that my career has taken in the eight months that I've been in Tulum unbelievably through COVID because everybody left Tulum. So I had a chance to just permeate the cultural, you know, group here, all of the hotel owners, all of the restaurant owners, you know, and say, how can I be of service? I mean, let that be your mantra. It, you know, if there's anything that we can take away from this, you know, I just sign emails now with, let me know how I can be of service. It's a game changer, you know, and that's how you're going to, Step into, if you want to live a digital nomad life, if you want to travel, you know, if you want to do it part-time, you know, start to ask, you know, get clear on what you want, highest and best, get clear, write it out, you know, write it down, make it happen. My mom gave me that book, Young, it's magic. There's something about the brain to the hand to the pen to the paper, you know, it's a magic trick. Write it down and then ask, start writing letters, be polite, be kind be of service, and you can create a career and a life that is just, I mean, look at this life we're living, Kelsey. I mean, it's just I know. You guys, you guys don't know this, but literally there's like kind of a storm coming in. And so like as we're talking, like windows are rattling, <laughs> but it's, we're literally uh, three seconds from the ocean. We're on the ocean right now. And it's sometimes it was kind of a trip because I'm like, we're living in a freaking Corona commercial right now. Is this even real sometimes? But the beauty here, it is, it's, I feel like Tulum has a different vortex of energy that is squeezed out and we can feel it so much faster than other locations, you know? Mm -hmm. And so 
the fact that you've been here during the entire COVID time, the eight months, and being able to get in with those restaurants, I, or, you know, connections of being able to collaborate, being able to be in these gorgeous, beautiful places. I love your mantra and that, that saying of, of how can I be of service? And using that, how can I be of service? It's so powerful. Because I think that when people, it's easy to go after like, well, what do I want? What do I want? Which is so important. But realizing that what we want can come to fruition through supporting and serving others. We'll give, we yeah. can be able to get what we want through that. And, you know, that might have been a Freudian slip, what you just said, restaurants. You know, I think that was a slip because it's so right on. You know, I was at a point after the fire where I could not afford rent and I could not afford food. And I lived at a hotel in Pied de la Cuesta, and I traded, training the entire staff. Nobody spoke English, so I had to really get my Spanish on point. And let me tell you, I made some really hilarious mistakes. I had to put all of the ego out of it. I went from being, you know, an intellectual scientist with respect to being like the fool, right? I was the funny girl. On the cover of Health Magazine. Yeah, I mean, they didn't know who I was. I was just this loquita, you know, I was this crazy chick with a lot of energy who really cared a lot about them. And, you know, I shifted. I'll tell you what, if you are in the lowest place in your life and you can't find a way out, one of the most powerful things I learned, because I had an opportunity to serve, is just be of service to someone else. Just get in there. I fell in love with the staff at Baxar. They're my best friends to this day. We follow each other on social media. They were there for me. They held me. I held them. You know, I used my skill set to empower them. They don't have access to cutting edge fitness, sports science, nutrition. You know, I was able to get into the restaurant and make changes. We bought a juicer. You know, we put power smoothies on the menu. You know, we took out um, all the artificial sweeteners, you know, and all the toxic chemicals, you know, and that has a ripple effect. That affects, you know, again, going back to being a best-selling author, being, you know, these are great things. These are things to be celebrated. I celebrate these individuals and we need all hands on deck right now, all hands on deck. So if you have a skill set, if you have something to share with the world, now's the time, you know, and don't feel bad if you get five likes on your photo, you know, one comment. If one person says, this post changed my day, you are a success, you know, and energy builds, you know, so if you're just consistent and you keep at it and you have that faith, which is just trust, you know, which is just knowing yourself knowing you got this, knowing what your skill set is, knowing you can do it, believing in yourself, and you just take one step forward every day in service, it will happen. It is happening, Mm. you know? And it feels so good to be able to say that (laughs) because it has been a very incredibly challenging 10 years as an entrepreneur, very. And I really, a few years ago, one of my dear mentors, Busy Gold, the founder of Booty Yoga, I just love her. She's so brilliant. And she wrote this post and she's in love and she's with her kids and she's like pregnant. And she's like, I'm grateful for it all. And I had seen her go through divorce and destruction. I mean, she had faced so many things, which is so much power and stability and grace. You know, and she was like, I'm grateful for it all. And I wrote to her and I said, you know, I just don't think I'm at a point where I can be grateful for it all. You know, I'm I'm trying to hear what you're saying right now, but I just don't think I'm there. And, you know, it was about two months ago. I'm just sitting out on the beach. I go out at seven o'clock every morning. I talk to Mother Nature. I do my breath work. And I just had that overwhelming sensation of, oh, 
You know, if, if you dive in and things start going wrong, be encouraged because it means you're on the expedited path to greatness, you know, and, and self-sufficient greatness. I mean, you can align with all the right people, you know, you can have someone who puts all the money in your business and you can have the business partners, but there is something so brilliantly self-satisfying about knowing that you can do it yourself, you know, that knowing you got this. You know, and then finding collaborators. You know, you don't have to pay a team. You know, this year I'll tell you a story. I need instructors for Airbar. So anyone listening, if you want to come teach Airbar, hit me up. We need instructors. You know, we need this team to go out and now spread this technology. And I decided to run a mentorship. And so the folks in my business right now who are my instructors, our instructors, we are a team. They paid me $2,500 to come to a retreat to learn how to teach, to learn how to be digital nomads, and to get all the content. And then, and then they're on the website, $24 a month, and I put all of the continuing education up there for them, the new classes every week, so they're continuing on with their education. So they, my employees, they're not my employees, right? They're my collaborators. So when we change that structure, it's no longer a Piscean age structure. You know, we're out of this patriarchy. We're now eight to the Mayan mythology, eight years, you know, December 21st, 2012, the dawning of the Aquarian age, the rising of the divine feminine, the integration of masculine and feminine. We're there. So we're doing heart-centered business. So we want to collaborate. You know, if I have a skill set and I know that it's going to make you a ton of money, you're going to pay me to come and learn how to do that and get the support you need to go out and rock your life. You know, and that's what we're doing. I know you're doing it. I'm doing it. We're creating opportunities now. We're saying we blaze this trail. You know, we figured out how to navigate Earth, you know, home free. It just feels so much better than homeless, right? Like I changed that after the fire. Oh, instead of homeless, home free. Home free. Wow. Yeah. 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 I just, you know. I like that. And again, you know, it's like going back to, we're going to talk about magic now, right? Like, yes, yeah. baby, let's talk about I it. I mean, when we write down, right, these are words. And going, it all ties in. Our energy is electromagnetic, has a frequency that resonates in the field. You know, if you resonate with me, it's because you're feeling my energy. I'm feeling your energy. Mm. Our words are a vibration. They come through our chakra system. They're based on our internal programming. You know, and all these mindset books, you know, they talk about, you know, affirmations and changing the dialogue. Yes, that does happen in the brain, but it also happens from the heart. You know, you've heard the saying, like, speak from your heart, you know, speak your truth, you know, take a pause, you know, really craft the words that you use, craft a dialogue. You know, I actually have a tattoo that says don't speak. And it's like, it's right where, as if I were, if I were going to point my finger at someone and start barking, right? It's right there on my wrist where I can see it. And it doesn't mean don't talk. It means choose your words really, really carefully and understand that every time you're pointing a finger, there's three pointed back. I only know this because I have failed at communication so many tragic times, you know, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. We're all going to do it. We're human beings, you know, and that's why we have the practice to really like work with and alchemize and release these negative projections that we like to push onto other people. It's really just our stuff, you know, and, and just, just test it. So here's an example. Always and never. These are lies. They are lies. 
If you catch yourself saying always and never, stop. It's not true because everything is changing all the time. So, so let's start to tell the truth, you know? And even if you change, like, he always does that to me. To like, a lot of times he does that to me and it makes me feel a lot of negative energy, right? Just a little mm, subtle change, yeah. you know? You're honoring his soul. It takes like the finite out of it, yes. which puts us in the state of looking for it more because we're believing it. Yeah, yeah, and, it, and we're sending it out into the field and it's magnetic so when we're complaining, when we're negative, when we're, when we're projecting on other people our stuff, we're just calling more of that into our lives. Yeah. That's the law of attraction. And so even if you feel completely depressed and hopeless, you're as low as you could be, you're in bed, you know, grab a piece of paper and just start to write something positive. You know, I am peace, love, and harmony. You know, I love my soul. I love all beings, you know, things like that. It sounds cheesy. It works. It works. Yeah, it shifts it works. the vibration. I feel like it works better after breath work, right? So then there's the <laughs> yes. release first. Because I think there's kind of, um, there's some like shame triggers around complaining. And I remember I was like, oh, I don't ever want to complain. But then I wasn't letting myself vent either. Yeah. And it's like we, the, there's the venting, but this is how I look at it is, okay, I'm going to vent, but if I repeat that story more than once, it is now turned into complaining because yeah. I choose a time. And I think like, I, I will ask someone to hold space for me. I'm like, Hey, I need a vent. This is something that's going on. I'm really frustrated right now. Can you hold space for me? Because then I'm instructing that person. I don't need you to fix anything. I don't need, I just literally need you to be my sounding board. And I think it's so important that we all have those at least one person like that in our life. Um, so then we can be able to have those moments to release the frustration, but not let it fucking ferment inside of us, you know, being able to bring in a new dialogue around, well, what is also true? And I love what yeah. you said. I, I don't, th there's a reason things, you know, are cliche or cheesy. It's because they, they work. Yeah. Well, this is a perfect segue to talk about magic. Can we talk about it for a second? Yes. Okay, so this isn't magic with a C. Magic with a C is the magician, and that's illusions. Magicians create illusions. Mm -hmm. This is magic with a K. Okay. M-A-G-I-C-K. And according to Aleister Crowley, who was a great wizard and a dark wizard, mm -hmm. magic is the science plus art of causing change to occur in conformity with will. Science plus art. Of causing change to occur mm -hmm. in conformity with your will. So you want it to happen, and you're using a mixture of science and creativity, right? The art is the creative energy. And so a lot of times, I love that you use the word frustration. Let's go back to frustration over time becomes anger. Anger over time becomes rage. Rage is a pressurized situation. Things under pressure over time explode, right? And that's what we're seeing, this violence, you know, this chaos. It's, it's frustration that has built over time. It's been perpetuated, this, mm. frustra this frustrating dialogue. I'm so frustrated, you know? And for me, the magic is this cultivation of the creative energy, you know? And the breathwork is the most direct connection because breathing is the number one core human need for survival on planet earth so there it is the truth is hidden in plain sight we come back to our breath and the things that frustrate us 
three minutes of breath of fire turns into five, turns into seven, you know? We're having this ecstatic experience. We're moving out of this third dimensional reality and the things that felt frustrating once the energy is shifted become magically, creatively transmuted into something positive. Mm. That's when we become alchemists, you know, like the ancient Egyptians, these were, these were the alchemists, you know? They, they took one thing and they transformed it into something else. That's being a creator and that's being a wizard, you know? And so if you want to think of archetypes, I mean, I'm being silly and I'm playing because play is such a beautiful... Yeah. Well, archetypes skill. are so powerful yes. being able to embrace them and that that be like that version of me because if we can start to imagine it then there is a part of it that's within us um so i mean it's silly but that's what we need we, it, it's not silly though it's not no it's not at all like it, it, it's just those feelings of oh but it, is it is it no it's not because we feel it we can feel feel that sense of creation and I love too that the creative energy is also the sexual energy because I think of like what happens with sex something is born something new is created negative brings back the magic and a space friction bang friction and orgasm get it get it (laughs) (laughs) it's a little oversimplified but you know yeah yeah well let's go back to the word silly Mm. I love this word okay Okay, so silly is something that a lot of times we put like a negative label on, right? That's so silly, you know? But I'm from Alaska, the wilds of Alaska, a little island, Sitka. And I learned very young how to survive in the wild because we played outside and it was wild. Wild animals, big mountains, frigid water. It was wild. And one of the cardinal rules of wilderness survival, you know what it is? Uh Uh-uh. Play. You have to be silly. If you take yourself too seriously in a life or death situation, you die. You lose hope. You lose your spirit. You have to keep your spirits high. You have to keep your spirit alive, you know? And that's why I have crafted an entire career, an almost 20-year career, facilitating outdoor play for adults. Because somebody's got to facilitate recess. (laughs) (laughs) If we're going to survive this... COVID, job loss, divorce, death. If we're going to survive this, we've got to get a little silly, you know? I'd love to take you through each one of the chakras, the seven chakras, and tell you about the archetypes that I assigned to each one of the energies and how it shifted the way that I viewed myself and all of the crap that was in my blind spot, you know? I moved it in front of me. I'm like, I see you, you're a part of me. You're a negative archetype, but you exist. So now I know who you are, and when you pop up, I'm gonna be like, I don't think so. Mm, that reminds name. me of the gremlins. I, I think it's Brene Brown that she first talks about it. And the only way the gremlins die is when the light is shown on them. Yeah. So it's almost like once we shine the light on it, 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 the, there's a little bit less power because it's demystified as to why do I feel this way or why am I like this or why is this coming up? It's like, oh, this is a art. So yes, please, I would love to hear about yeah. the archetypes or, you know, how, it's cool that you assigned your own to the chakra points. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, I just had to play. Okay. Right? I was like, this needs to be a game. Like, my healing needs to become a game or I'm not going to do it. I feel the same way about so many things. I'm like, if it's not fun, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And that's one of the biggest questions that helps me with growing this business and being on this path of being 
real with myself about what I want and honoring the gifts to be of service, right? Is how can I make this fun? Yeah. And there is always a way. There is always a way if I'm willing to get creative and see it. Yeah. And even in the moment when we're so frustrated, right? Have you ever just been like complaining to a friend and then all of a sudden like you start laughing and like they start laughing and then you're like belly laughing and you're like, this is so silly. Like, I am so silly. I'm such a silly human. And yes, God bless us. We are. And we're divinely powerful beings, you know, as I said, here on a mission. So let's start with the root chakra. This is, you know, at the root point, right at the base of the spine, uh, below the pelvis. This is red, light, spinning energy, right? Energy is light, light is energy. So when you say Mm. red, it's just a resonation of energy, right? Resonates red. Mm. And do you remember the um, logo for, um, it was the band, right? It's a triangle and it's like the rainbow comes. Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd, thank you. And like the the rainbow comes in. It's like Jeopardy. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And then then the white light comes out the other side. Mm It's like there. It's bending the light. Yeah, refractory light. Yeah. So that's exactly what happens in our chakra system. That's why white light at the top, right? Okay. So this is a rainbow. You never heard of like the rainbow people, right? Uh-uh. It just means like the rainbow tribe. I, well, I come from hippies, right? So they were like part of the rainbow tribe. You know these. I'm just like I'm still like imagining <laughs> this like growing up a hippie. I. An island in Alaska? Oh my gosh. Okay, keep going. <laughs> All divinely guided. I love it. So so this red energy, this is the who am I? This is the who am I? That's why we do the chant, you know, who. Like we start with that who. And it's actually a way to contract all of those deep pelvic and abdominal muscles. Like just, it's a hack, right? If you say that with that resonation, who, and right? Like pulling in. It's almost like yeah. doing like a Kegel, right? Yes. It's like pulling everything yes. in, the pelvic floor. Yeah. Who, who. Exactly. And Even just one has a vibration and you feel it in your stomach. Yes, that's it. It, it. It's like a tiny rock you drop in the pond, right? And all these big ripples come out, mm. you know, and they create this massive change over time. So this is who am I? You know, it's the first chakra to develop when we're kids. We look around our family, you know, our school, our friends, whatever, and we're like, that's who they are, so this is who I am, right? Yeah. And that can be both negative and positive. And then that navel point, two inches below the belly button, two inches back roughly, this is orange, light energy, spinning, moving, hopefully. You know, we always want to keep it moving. Emotion, energy in motion. This is who am I in relation to you? This is how are we in our relationships? So I remember, like, when I was a kid, I would get a report card in school, like, in grade school. And there was one box, and it was, like, plays well with others, right? And I always got, like, an A and plays well with others in school. But when I became an entrepreneur, because I'm very opinionated and fiery, Like, sometimes I would feel just so bad about myself. I'm like, I have totally failed plays well with others this semester. (laughs) (laughs) And that's like a second chakra issue. Like, I need to go into that energy center. I need to pump that navel point and be like, how is it that I cannot get along with these people? You know, that's my stuff. So I'm trying to look at that, right? And up from there, on the solar plexus, we have this yellow light spinning energy. And this is our personal power. You know, this is, this is the CEO, right? This is how easily can we get what we want and need. Then our heart chakra, you know, in the heart space, green, sometimes pink. I'm really feeling like this rose light right now. Mary Magdalene is a very red light energy, and Jesus was a very white light energy. So we're coming into this time of this Christ consciousness 
has nothing to do with Christianity. It's a consciousness, Christ consciousness. And so when the red mixes with the white, it creates this like rose gold. So I'm feeling that a lot. And also the green and the heart. And then blue at the throat, spinning energy, light. And then we have this purplish, you know, third eye mm -hmm. energy, pineal gland area, center of the brain. And then when all of these come together, right, just like the Pink Floyd triangle, thank you so much, um, it bursts out into white light, you know, this pure white light energy. And that's what kind of falls back in and around through the torus and creates the field. So at my root, the very like base energy for me, um, right, we have negative and positive. Okay, so I have two polarities of this energy in my body. Like a battery. Yes, exactly like a battery. This is just physics. On the positive side, it was like my goofball, my silly kid, right? How many of us shut that ish down, right? Yeah, it's such a narrative. We're told like, hey, you need to stop goofing off. We got work to do. Or like, and we, or this like, like idea. when are you going to grow up? Is what oh, I, I hate I, that. I always say, you know, if you look at the Mayan tree of life, you know, they didn't think of the underworld as hell. It was an equally positive, well, it was a negative polarity, but it was equally as important as, as the positive, right? Nine roots to the underworld, 13 branches to the positive upper world, you know? And yeah, it's, it's, we need to grow up. You know, <laughs> I told my mom after the fire, I just took a little break from my family because I was in a bad place. I didn't want to put it on them. And I said, she said, you know, Honey, it takes about 100 years to grow up. And I said, well, that's great, but right now I'm focusing on growing down. <laughs> you know, so we have to remember that we have to grow down and grow up at the same time. You know, it's important to be a mature, adult, responsible, of course, of course. And it's really important to be goofy and silly and playful and funny. It's very important for survival. <laughs> it's a law. <laughs> so on one side is my silly, goofy kid. That's positive. And on the other side is an addict. Who is an addict? An addict is someone who is hopeless that they can be goofy and silly, you know? I mean, what happens when people drink a lot of alcohol, right? We get really goofy and silly, you know? Mm -hmm. For me, that was my opportunity. It was like when life got so heavy and I just couldn't take it, you know? I would turn to alcohol. I would turn to drugs, you know, in order to get into a lighthearted, goofy state so that I could access that positive root chakra energy that pure childlike freedom to just fully self-express you know we're, when we when we're drunk we are fully self-expressed yeah and it's so interesting like the words that are used to describe it's like drunk smashed hammered like it's they're so destructive words because it's destroying that part of us that tries to keep us from play yeah exactly exactly and i don't believe in like a hundred percent sobriety the same way I don't believe in being an addict, you know? I think that there's... Yeah, me neither. I think there's too much restriction. Yes. The minute we start saying, you can't do this ever, you know, we know that it's toxic. We know it's unhealthy. And we know that we're going to have opportunities in life to break down and to build up. And that if we try to live in this sort of like straight edge, rigid state, we're eventually going to get frustrated and then angry and then rageful, and then we're going to explode. You know, we see it a lot in the bodybuilding industry. <laughs> so a lot of diets going on in there. I was in it, so that's what I know. Um, so yeah, so goofy kid and then addict energy. When I moved up to my relationship energy, on the positive side of it, I'm like your soul friend, right? I'm generous. I'm kind. I hold space. I'm tolerant. 
and I kind of saw her like a royal energy, but like a young royal energy. So she's like a princess, you know, she's like my little princess, right? I didn't grow up with a dad. I'm sure a lot of women listening to this don't have that father vibe in their life. You know, so we were never anyone's little princess. So I didn't even know who she was really in relationship. I didn't know how to be a beloved little girl. You know, it was really just like survival from the time I was a kid, like a lot of women I know. And so on the other side of that, on the negative polarity was my victim, right? The little girl who didn't get what she needed. You know, I can't get what I need. I don't have love. I'm a victim. Yeah. And then moving up to the solar plexus, I said it before, but this is like my CEO. This is like the CEO of the energy system. She's the boss, right? And on the positive side, she's like a world leader. You know, I mean, she has her ish together. She knows how to mobilize a group of people. She knows how to inspire and to motivate and to energize and, and really just, you know, cause forward motion to happen and, and transformation on an epic level. And on the negative side, there's a con artist, you know, the one who wants to manipulate and use fancy wording and trick people into buying, you know, and, and saying it's worth this when it's actually not you know, in order to create a sales pitch that causes like a sense of urgency, you know, all these like manipulative ways that we do business because we think we have to trick people into doing business with them, with us, because we're not actually connecting with our clients on a soul level. You know, if we connect on that soul level, thank you, Vanessa Ferraro, soul marketing meditations. I do it like every day now that works. You know, if you connect, I mean, I'm sure I connected to you, Kelsey, on a soul level because Shortly after starting those meditations, you asked me to be on your podcast, you know, so that's how this works, you know, and again, electromagnetic energy, we don't have to chase. If we're manipulating in business, if we're conning our clients because we don't trust in ourselves and the truth, you know, then we're in a negative energy. We're negatively polarized. It's eventually going to come back and it's karma, you know, so moving up to the heart. This is one of my favorite ones. It can be a little bit controversial. I call her the psychic slash O. Okay. <laughs> sometimes psychic, sometimes psycho. <laughs> She's a psychic O. A psychic O. Yeah, because, because the, the mystical priestess, right? The, the part of us that can connect through the eye of our heart, right? This is, this is the receiver. This is the PowerPoint right here in the center. Yeah. Most powerful point. When there's no love for that energy, when there's no love for self, when there's no love for others, when the love is gone, that's where we get psychotic behavior. We start to act psychotic. Have I ever acted psychotic? Hell yes, I have. You know, I'll be the first one to admit it. Like many women, I mean, have you ever had a situation where you're like, I can't believe I just did that. I can't believe I just said that. It's lack of love, lack of love for ourselves, you know, that respect that we so desperately need from the people around us. You know, that purity of heart, knowing that we, no matter what we do, I, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you. You know, this is Ho'oponopono, it's in ancient Hawaiian Oh yeah, yeah, they know, we've talked about Ho'oponopono yeah. so much because it's the most powerful forgiveness so prayer. powerful. And self-forgiveness shocked me because I didn't realize that's what was the biggest thing in between me and my joy on opening that heart space, you know, is I was like, whoa, because on a logical part, I was like, well, if I would have known that I would have done that, but I didn't know. We don't know what we don't know until we unlock and sit some of these energies and emotions in motion, you know, because it really is always comes down to self-love around 
are you willing to love yourself even when? Are you willing to love yourself even when you don't know how? Even when you're, you know, loving the mess until yeah. we find the message. And self-forgiveness, oh, I can't, I clearly love the Ohoponopono. Yeah. Yeah. I Thank mean, you. It, I love you. Will you forgive cure, me? It was a cure for mental illness. You know, Dr. Hugh Len went into a mental hospital in Hawaii and they shut it down a couple years later. Everyone was cured. Everyone left. There was no one left at the hospital. Yeah. Crazy, right? So, and going back to adventure, you know, you were saying like, when you can't find that love for stuff and you don't know how, here's the formula. Ready? Get out of your comfort zone. Here's your comfort zone outside of this. Thank you, Mastin Kit, for teaching me this. He calls it the OF zone. I won't say the word. I don't know if I can swear on your podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's called the oh fuck zone, right? When you're just like, oh, fuck. Whether that's being on a wakeboard for the first time. You know, that's why I take my women on in Piedi La Cuesta. Going into the underground river system in Tulum, the cenotes, where there's these crystalline caves. And, you know, that's what makes this place a portal, a vortex, is that the largest underground river system is right below us, and it's full of crystals, you know? And we know that crystals have a vibrational resonance, Right? So it's literally, I have goosebumps saying this, right? I'm connecting with this like ground force that is in Tulum. So, yeah. So, how do we find the, how do we get out of our psycho and into our psychic? You know, everybody is psychic, everybody has psychic powers. You know, you know. But if you want to trust yourself, you have to know yourself. How do you get to know yourself? You got to love yourself and you got to get into that adventure. And it doesn't mean you have to take a trip. You know, if funds are tight, if you got kids, you know, that's not what it's about. Learn how to play an instrument, you know, um, learn a new language. That is an incredible adventure. You know, I mean, we go around speaking our gringo Spanish, but I always get a rush when people understand what I'm saying. I understand what they're saying. We're connecting in a new way. A new language is a new vibrational resonance. It, it causes an explosion of multidimensional sensory perception. You know, I mean, it's sing a song, you know, learn, learn how to sing really well. You know, everybody can learn something new. That's an adventure. When you learn a new skill, needlepoint, knitting, you know, look at these damn socks I just made. Freaking <laughs> awesome, right? Like a little bit of self-love there. Like, yeah. I created this. I'm and letting wizard. it be important because yeah. I think it, there's a big culture of being addicted to being busy that yeah. that's why some of the play doesn't get prioritized because yeah. they were like well what's the point is it making me money is it elevating my success is it doing yeah. this it's like oh but there's reasons it's for it's 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 a deep sense of self-care so i love that though those suggestions of going and finding and letting yourself be drawn towards something that you love to do and what i've discovered with most people it's something that they used to do as a child that they have lost touch with yeah I mean, of course, too, brand new things are amazing, but there's normally something as a kid that we always loved that I think swimming is actually one of the yes. biggest ones for people. Swimming. Yeah, because you're weightless, you know? And, and again, talking about, this is brilliant segue, you know? Talking about getting into earth, you know? I teach the seven sacred rituals for epic transformation. That's my formula in Air Bar Fit, you know? And it's energy work, movement, mindfulness, nourishment, nature, adventure, and music. You know, and that, that's a recipe for transformation. But if you have a local park by your house, and I don't care if it's snowing, put on gloves. You know, and if you go out there and you start like planking, you know, with your hands on the ground in the snow, that's an adventure, right? Bundle up. You can do it. 
Look at, look at the earth. Notice something that you didn't notice. Feel the vibration coming from the core of the earth. Feel the love of the soul of Mother Earth. This planet has a soul. You have a soul. You know, Vanessa Ferraro says, your money has a soul. Your business has a soul. Airbar has a soul. You know, Airbar speaks to me. It tells me what to do. You know, it's not Kaya Knight. It's, it's a download. That's it's how I view things with my business too, is I view it as a relationship. And there's times where I have needs and my business has needs. And those needs are often very different. The needs that I, and it's almost like for me, this feminine masculine approach of like, my business needs devotion, discipline, mm. commitment. What I need from my business is play, creativity, mm. and passion. I love this. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so, I need to write this down. Yeah, I mean, I hadn't even looked at it like that before. What does my business need? What do I need? Yeah. That's so powerful. And it's like, I think about it, something that's really helped me with the journey of it is, is just like a relationship, we can't just only see each other on Friday nights or in business Monday mornings you know I have to sit down and spend time with my business of like okay let's get to know each other more and I think that I was so programmed for so long to okay well, what's on the to-do list if I'm not doing something I'm wasting time versus spending time and like chewing on ideas and playing mm. and writing and just spending time with my business which is kind of weird because all of a sudden it's we I'm spending time with myself right you know the 3d sense of it it's just me and my computer but mm -hmm. if I connect it emotionally which is the only way I can do anything is if I connect it emotionally is that's not, the only way I will do it in complete flow that it energizes me yeah. is when it's through emotion is spending time with it without yeah. demanding it perform for me oh that's so Oh, oh my god, right. I'm taking this right now. Yeah, I'm like gonna go back today and be like, <laughs> I feel the same way. From I'm just you, gonna girl. sit with you, Airbar Fit. Our, yeah. I love you, Airbar. I have space for you. <laughs> you don't need to perform for me today. That's oh. so powerful. Yeah. So throat chakra. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I call this one the queen. The queen. The queen. You know, and we all know if you don't know Alice in Wonderland, read it right now. I'm not even. The movie is great. They're great. The I haven't read the, the book. The book is so good. There's okay. this one line in the book that I just love, and Alice is a very young child, right, before she falls down the rabbit hole. And she's worried that she's crazy, right, because she, she has all the sensory perception. You know, she's, she's wonder. She has wonder. She wonders. She wonders, you know? And everyone around her isn't wondering. They're in this, like, rigid state, right? And she looks up at her father in bed after he reads her the story, right, and she says, Father, am I mad? And he says, Yes, dear. But all the good ones are, mm. you know? And so, okay, so you remember in Alice in Wonderland, there's a queen of hearts? Mm-hmm. Okay, so on the negative polarity, my queen is like the queen of hearts, you know? Off with their head, right? <laughs> like, self-righteous, brutal, you know, no compassion. I mean, it's just like my way or the highway, right? I'm in charge. Everyone's going to do my way. <laughs> and then on positive polarity, remember from the Wizard of Oz, like Glenda the Good Witch? Oh, yes. I yeah. love Glenda. Yeah. Like, she's a queen, right? I mean, that's that same energy, right? Just like powerful, magical, divine feminine force, you know? And so it's like that, you know? It's, it's the good queen. It's the just ruler, you know? The one who is fair and diplomatic and compassionate, you know? And so that's where I try to come from my voice. It's not, you know, negative and positive, you know, it's like two steps forward, one step back. And that's, that's natural, 
you know, the laws of nature, the nature of our, of our human existence. Um, but if we're aware of it, again, it's like when I'm starting to become the queen of hearts, I'm like, look down the tattoo, don't speak, right? And pull back. Mm. So those are like my tools. And then the third eye, you know, I just consider this like my prophet, you know, the one who can foresee the future, you know, the one who's a visionary. You know, when someone asks me a question, instead of having like a formulaic response, you know, I take a pause and, and I read their energy. So this is on the crown chakra. Yeah. Or yeah. the third eye. Yeah. And think about it like the, you know, I like anatomy and to bring it back down into the physical world. Cause I think a lot of us are just kind of new on this spiritual path, you know? And so breaking the energy anatomy down into a physical 3d glandular reaction, right? It's like pineal gland, middle of the brain secretes DMT. That's what happens during a plant medicine ceremony. That's what happens with LSD psilocybin mm-hmm. ayahuasca marijuana it's also when we're dreaming just at night to have a dream is our yeah. body releasing dmt right yeah, yeah we can yeah we can certainly yeah have you ever had a sexy dream mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean those are the best ones right you wake <laughs> up and you're like, i feel great right? yeah or ready to go yeah. or go back to sleep go back to sleep <laughs> there's my addict i want more i want more i want more yeah. oh yeah so so it's it's the prophet you know and a prophet has information you know, we have information. And so the negative and positive polarity of it is, you know, there have been a lot of prophets, uh, Hitler, mm. right, that used information in a very negative way to hurt a lot of people. You know, he had a larger vision. You know, he saw something. He knew how to control the masses. And he was a visionary, you know. And, and it was a very negative uh, person and result, you know. And, and on the positive side... You know, Jesus was also a prophet, you know, downloading information from divine source. You know, so that's what this pineal gland area does. It, you know, beyond you needing to know, beyond the information you're going to get in the five, ten, twenty, twenty-five thousand dollar mentorship with the best-selling author and leading expert. Beyond that, that's all good stuff. If you want to do that, go for it. Great. That's learning, right? Plus experience. Have that experience in breath work. You know, this breath of fire. If you do it enough and you do it consistently, you're going to have what's called an ecstatic experience. And it's when the kundalini energy, the coiled energy at the base of your pelvis moves up in the noddies, you know, the Western medical symbol is a staff with two snakes rising oh, up. Oh, and that's the red cross symbol. Yes. Yes. The red cross. Yes. It's on all of Western medicine. That is the spine and the noddies connecting the chakras. Hmm. Uh-huh. Wow. Crazy, that right? That's so cool. The yeah. truth is hidden in plain sight. The truth is hidden in plain sight. So when all of those nadis connect through all the chakras and it explodes out the top and you're connecting with your higher self, you know, your guru, it's called an ecstatic experience. And everybody's is different, you know. But for me, it was, like, scary at first because it feels like a loss of control, you know. And a few times I, like, I got kind of dizzy and I, like, stopped and, like, opened my eyes, you know. And then I let myself have it. And for me, it felt just like an explosion of white light, I kind of left my body for a second, and when I trickled back into myself, I had been teaching self-love for 18 years, professionally, and I had never experienced true, deep, soul self-love. I mean, I was like, I am awesome, you know? And has it wavered since then? Hell yeah! You know, I do stupid shit all the time. And I'm like, no, not again, you know, (laughs) but it makes it much easier. There's a grace. 
there's a grace that is the best word. There's a grace. Mm -hmm. There's a, there's an understanding, a knowing, right? We know ourselves. We trust ourselves. Now we know that we are humans. This is earth school. We're not here to be perfect. We're here to learn, Yeah. you know, in order to learn, sometimes we have to mess it up. Yeah, and I think it's just, you know, we will. So, like, it's just a done thing. Like, it's going to happen. We're going to us. Yeah, yeah. We all have a shit sandwich. (laughs) Hold your hand. That's just like when we, uh, me and Kyle were at lunch with a couple of friends, and we all were coming together as women sharing our shit sandwich. Because it happens. Whether it's mistake or whatever else, it happens. But we get to start again. We get to have grace. And I think vulnerability, too. Like, Brene Brown, you know, it's just... What, what a queen, right? And she talks about it. And it's just such a superpower to be able to be vulnerable and to say, I really fucked this up. I'm so sorry. I hope yeah. you can forgive me. I'm going to try really hard for this never to happen again. I have it right in front of me. It's in my awareness. And then, you know, again, going back to my mentor, Busy Gold, you know, she always says, um, the best apology is changed behavior. You know, you don't need to explain yourself. You don't need to go around on a wheel again and again and again. And this is with ourselves too. You know, change the behavior Mm. and you're going to earn your own trust. And that's going to give you a tremendous amount of confidence. Mm, And people are going to feel it. Yeah. And then the seventh chakra, right? The white light, the ecstatic experience, the magic with a K, right? The science and art, the alchemy of causing change to occur. That was a change for me, right? I did the breath work. I stayed with it consistently. I had the ecstatic experience. I got used to it so I could have it again and again. It was like my go-to. Just call them like yoga drugs, right? Because it is your pineal gland secreting DMT. You know, so it feels like you're high for a second. It's really awesome. You know, and just a side note, Stanislav Grav is the founder of transpersonal psychology. And he worked right along with Carl Jung. And I have a minor in psychology and I never heard of him, ever. And... I was recommended the book Stormy Search for the Self after my house burned down because I felt crazy. And what I found out is that, you know, they buried all of his research because it was facilitated with LSD. And, And when they outlawed LSD, they just buried his research. But he and his wife continued on and they developed what was called holotropic breathwork. And holotropic breathwork is being used right now. There's a guy, I can't remember his name, um... And he has a facility in Brazil with his wife. And they are, his book is called Bipolar or Waking Up. And his story isn't that he was bipolar. It was that he was having a spiritual emergency. He was emerging. And it it acted out in this crazy way. And he went through the Western medical, mental, you know, health system, which was just so traumatic for him. And then he found the work of Stanislav Grav, who describes in his book, Stormy Search for the Self, the spiritual emergency, which is the emergence of the spirit from the ego. Mm -hmm. I'm taking over now, right? You just get into such a pressurized system and your ego's fighting so hard for control that it just, right? And, And a lot of people get misdiagnosed. And so, so many people yeah. I know can misdiagnose as bipolar yes. and it fucks with them because oh. then they create yeah. a label of thinking that, am I? Yeah. Right? Am I? And when we're putting so much trust in medical professionals beyond our trust for our own body, yeah. it can be so traumatizing. Yeah, I mean, told you can never have a relationship, don't have a pet, you're certainly not having kids. Tell this to a 15-year-old girl. That's what happened to and a family member. It, and if we look at the suicide rates right now of teenage girls and boys, I mean, suicide among men, grown men, I mean, 
we're talking all about the coronavirus, which is very important and very, very applicable. And this multi-dimensional spectrum of reality, what is this doing to people, you know? And what is the correlation between being in quarantine and being losing your job and not being able to go outside in nature, you know, and having all of your sovereignty taken away and becoming mentally ill to the point of suicide? People are taking their lives. Yogi Bhajan, you know, who brought Kundalini to the United States, he said during the age of Aquarius, he called it one-third, one-third, one-third. One-third of the people are going to commit suicide, one-third of the people are going to go crazy, and one-third of the people are going to wake up. I wonder if some of that is not necessarily 3D, but there's a spiritual, like, um, death that happens within yes. that, whether than because that's really extreme, like one-third yeah. of people committing suicide, like, that doesn't resonate. But I understand that there could be a, um, a symbolism of it. Yeah. Did you know that in Japan right now, the number of suicides are way greater than the number of corona deaths? Oh, that makes me want to just ball my yeah. eyes out. Yeah, my Japanese friend just told me that. And he goes, why aren't we talking about the suicide rate? Yeah. And why aren't we seeing the correlation between how we're handling coronavirus yeah. and what's happening with the suicide? I mean, we're not talking about the suicide rates right now, but they are skyrocketing in this moment, you know, it's a really important conversation for another day. Yeah. But this is the wizard. So we this have our, we have yes. our full staff. We have, yes. I love hearing about the archetypes of all those different chakras. This has been so amazing to be able to have you here on the show, Kaya. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's so much knowledge. Like being able to, when I listen back to this, I'm going to be probably feverishly writing in my journal. Some of the things that you have shared with us today. Um, I just am so grateful that you got to come and share all of this experiences and your, your perspectives on things and your knowledge and your archetypes. Those are amazing. I always like to ask people at the end, um, like to complete the sentence. And so self love is gosh, the first thing that just popped into my head is like unconditional self acceptance. You know, I, I call it the wild mess. You know, and I say the reason I survived is that I was always a little more wild than mess. You know, it was never because I was perfect. I never, you know, it wasn't the perfect body. It was, I am five foot ten and I'm very genetically blessed. You know, but it was never, that never made me happy. You know, it was never that. It was never the perfect diet. It was never the perfect workout. You know, 20 years in fitness, it had nothing to do with any of that. The, the way that I truly learned to love myself was by accepting all of the really messy parts and all of the really wild parts, you know, just being able to be fully self-expressed and responsible for having healthy outlets for working with and transmuting those negative energies, you know, so that I wasn't hurting other people. And that was learned through trial and error, let me tell you. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it's so amazing. Seriously, girl, I love you so much. I love you too. Thank I'm you so, so grateful much. for this opportunity. Yeah, if anyone has a question. Yeah, how can people how can people get in contact with you? Yeah, for sure. Hit me up. I'm on Instagram. I'll put the link in the show notes so you can just click below. Perfect. Yeah, it's you know, it's funny, I've been having these dreams about the 333 portal, which is interesting, and my company is Air Bar Fit. So it's three words, three letters each, A-I-R-B-A-R-F-I-T, and it's airbarfit.com. And um, yeah, and I'm very disruptive. If you fill out a contact form on my website, I'll probably call you. We'll probably swear a little bit. 
like we'll just connect you know so get ready um yeah That's i'm so just cool. i'm so fully ready to connect with everyone and i'm very very happy to hold space and answer questions mm. you can also email me if that feels better or drop me a dm on instagram but again it's just kaya k-i-y-a and it's at airbarfit.com perfect Perfect. Thank you so much for extending that offer to my audience here that they can be able to reach out and they can be able to connect with you. Like that's huge guys. There are not very many people in the coaching world, in the personal development world that say, Hey, let's get on the phone right away. I'd love to hold space for you. I'd love to connect with you. I'd love to be of service. So take her up on it guys. Okay. Thank you so much everyone for tuning in to another episode of joyfully you podcast. Oh, Kaya Knight, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. See you next time, guys. Bye.